The following commentary does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to Boston Neighborhood Network, 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02119. To arrange a time for your own commentary, you can call WBCA at 617-708-3241, or you can email radio at bnntv.org. Hi, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. And you're listening to WBCA 102.9. Again, you're listening to WBCA 102.9. Again, I'm, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. The name of our program is called From the Trenches, baby. Observation of the Trenches. Observation of the Trenches. But speak about things that I've been seeing out here affecting our community. And just want to put out in the atmosphere a different perspective for you to consider. Again, this hour talk program is targeted towards African-Americans or ADOs, as I identify as, American descendants of slaves. I'm not begrudging anybody. I'm not disparaging any group. I'm not against any group. I focused on my group simply because no group has been totally removed from the table. All of our, our legitimate grievances have been totally removed. So right now we find ourselves a complete outcast. We've been lumped in with people of color, all right, Rainbow Coalition, all those adjectives, but none of those things have addressed our legitimate grievance that brought about the Civil Rights Era, 64 Act of Civil Rights, Voting Rights Act, Affirmative Action. All those laws that right, was fought for, died for by our, our elders, but they benefited everybody but us. So the last 30, 40 years, ADOs of American-born blacks have been totally removed from the table for intervention by our government. So I talk at my group. And I try to raise it's a different uh I try to present a different worldview than what's out there currently. Today I want to speak about something that's very, very dear to me. Your associates, your peers, folks you hang with. <clears throat> Excuse me. One thing I'm seeing out here in the trenches that for a lot of our young people, I'm really speaking to folks ages fifteen to forty, ages fifteen to forty. A lot of the, say, bad choices that they end up making, when you really analyze it and sit back, it comes back to their peers, the folks they're associated with. And I believe that you have to do a better job of picking who you're going to associate with or who's going to be in your inner circle or who's going to be able to get your ear. And the reason being, a lot of young men and women now Life was averted because you chose to listen to and hang with and assimilate with the wrong type of individuals. And it made your life a living hell. So I want you young people, ages 15 to 40, to just keep this in mind. Do not squander your youth on bullcrap. Do not squander your youth on foolishness. The reason why I say that, I like you. We are born into a group that has been deliberately hurt by the federal government because of racial laws. Racial laws, that's right. So we don't come out of homes where there was wealth, which meant there was an inheritance that we received when we went out on our own. We did not get any, any, any funds for to purchase a home, 
or to purchase a car or to pay the first year to rent or to be there as a cushion when times got hard. When we left home, like our parents, parents, parents before them, because they also got no wealth, no inheritance, all you have is yourself. Yourself. So in this society founded in capitalism, that's our system, capitalism, there's two important components as far as I'm concerned you want to think about. One is called capital, other is wealth. Capital needs labor to produce goods and services for profit. If you want to share in that capital, you need, you must possess essential high-income skills. And if you don't, all right, you'll be marginalized. You'll be at the, the low end of the uh, wage scale, which most Adels or Maverick-born blacks are. And for many of our people, right, when you really add it, really sit back and analyze those 15 to 40, you can see the company that they kept, the socials that they made, had a big part in where they ended up in life. I say again, the company that you keep, the socials that you made, had a big, big part in where you ended up in life. Yes, America is founded in white supremacy. That's a given. White racism is going to always be there. That's a given. That's a given. But again, the antidote to that, right, the antiserum to that, right, is labor. Your labor. So if you're not highly skilled, you cannot demand top dollar for your labor. And for many of the young folks that I see, after being out here in the trench for, for, for two decades, providing in-home family support to families, when you get to know these young men and women, right, you see that they made some bad choices in the people that they associated with and the people that they call friends or their homies. And for a lot of these young people, right, where they end up can be directly traced back to their peer set. For example, a kid who is a honor roll student or studious he or she really has nothing in common with kids, right, who are not studious, who are not, uh, you know, industrious, who are not about academics. There's, there's no correlation there. Because the worldview that you possess, they don't possess. The characteristics that you possess, they, don't, they, they do not possess. The home training that you receive, most often they do not receive that, whereby they value, appreciate, and love learning. So, what ends up most of the time that kids like you end up trying to emulate those young people. They're being socially deviant. They're being disruptive. All right. They're being destructive. So in order to fit in, all right, to be one of the, of the clique, you start doing things that are contrary to your orientation or your upbringing, which ends up putting you on a different trajectory if you stayed in your lane around young folks who, who was groomed like you, heading in the same direction. And so what I've come to realize being out here in the trenches for these last two decades, that we really got to give some serious thought to the folks that we associate with, the folks that we call peers or our, or our friends. Because the white elite already know this here about black Americans in our community. They already know, for the most part, the school that you are being educated in are subpar, or they suck. 
they know that the environment that you call community for the for the most part is toxic. Got a lot of anti-sociable stuff going on. You got to navigate navigate in. They also know that most of the homes that a lot of you come out of, right, are less than stellar. And they also know that the kids, that the folks who are your parents, 12 years ago, 15, 15 years ago, were sitting in those same school seats that you sitting in now. It didn't do much for them then. It's not going to do much for you now. They know that. And in fact, they realize, right, that for quite a few of you, all right, who in these environment that you're going to end up being exposed to vice and crime. And which is going to lead many to get a record or many to spend large parts of their youth being incarcerated. It can be a challenge for a young man or woman living in the hood, all right, to stay focused and grounded and not succumb to some of the peer influences that you're going to be exposed to. Because why? Everybody want to be cool. I did too. Everybody won't be liked. Everybody won't be on good terms or viewed as one of the cool kids. I get that. I get that. I understand that. But the thing that make our our uh, journey so difficult that too often many of the young men and women, all right, are doing things that are counterproductive to being productive or successful. Because you want to be viewed as cool like them, down like them, you also can be swayed or persuaded to do things, right, that are not in your best interest. It's going to cause you more harm than good. That's why I really am speaking to those 15 or 40. Think about this here. Why age 15? By age 15, if you're a member of Ados or Macamore Black, you need to start giving some thought to where you're going. How are you going to earn your livelihood? Doing what? Are you going to college? Going to get a trade? Start a business? What are you going to do to take care of yourself? How are you going to take care of yourself? And your parents should start to have some, some serious dialogue about where you're going. Where are you going with yourself? Where do you see yourself at age 20, age 25, age 30? Those conversations I have with my daughter, those conversations I have now with the folks I work with, young, both parents and the youth. Where are you going, baby? Where are you going? Where are you trying to go? And if you don't know where you're going, any role will do. I say again, when you don't know where you're going, any role will do. Because why? You ain't going nowhere. And far too often, I hear young folks say, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. It's like they are regurgitating what they've heard. But you look at the behavior, right? Barely go to school. When they do go to school, no book bag, no homework done, getting marginal grades at best, if that. But they want to be a doctor or a lawyer. Sounds good, right? But the characteristic, the undergirds becoming that, right, are nowhere to be seen. Nor do the peers they hang with Exhibit being studious or good students. And so young folks end up going astray because A, what goes on at home, B, their peers, C, the environment, and D, their home. I mean, the school. Those four pillars really affect the success of 
outcome for our young people. The home, what goes on at home? B, the peers, the peers you that you hang with. Because the peers you hang with, are they mimicking, right, or exhibiting, right, the kind of characteristic that's going to lead you, right, to a different outcome? Or are they also being deviant, being mischievous, okay, or validating or encouraging you to do likewise? See the community you live in. The community, does it replicate what's being said in the home? Do they have high standards of expectation? Or is it also lawless? A lot of devious, deviancy going on. And finally, the school setting. Does the school, all right, represent a high order where excellence is its main goal? Where folks are studious, they're high achievers, they're doing well. Well, social deviancy is not the norm, but it's abnormal. So those four pillars, in my humble opinion, being out in the trenches, goes in to what really aids a young person's development. And if they're not there, it's a good chance that young person is not going to be able to achieve his or her objective. And so it's not about, you know, your innate ability. It's not to do with you per se. It's just your orientation, indoctrination, socialization, is just counter to being, being successful and productive. And so when I look around, I look at the peers that young folks are hanging with, that they're emulating. I just say to myself, right, that you must be very discriminating as to who you associate with, who you call peers, who you call friends, who you call your homies, because a lot of these young men and women, all right, are not heading in the right direction. And so you're already on the bottom anyway. I speak from experience, all right? Because why? We don't come out of homes where there's wealth. There was no wealth in the home because the federal government made sure because of white racism that we was going to be locked out when America, when America was up and coming, undeveloped, untapped. We was here. The New Deal created a white middle class. We was here, could not participate. GI Bill, a lot of these guys coming back, all right, got, got education, got homes, got business loan. Our parents, parents, parents was locked out of those benefits. So you're already on the bottom. You're already in a sub-basement. And so you compound that when you get with peers or associates, right, who are, who are okay doing wrong, who are okay hustling, who are okay being so socially deviant. And because you want to be down or, or be cool, you also walk down that, that road that leads to what? Conservation, right? You might get shot. You might get crippled. You might get maimed. You might even lose your life. But one thing you're not going to be is the person that you set out to be. You're not going to be successful. You're not going to be successful. And so I really want to a, speak to those 15 to 40. Because those, for us, are what I call formative years. What do you mean, Larry? In those years, we'll be getting education and skills, okay? Be it vocational, technical school, or college, right? You get those skills, get out to the marketplace, right? You start to, what, hone your craft. You start to build some expertise in a particular skill set. 
You also start to form relationships where folks start to view your work, right, with excellence. Because if your skill base is sufficient, the money's going to come. The money's going to come. Because you have the skill, you have the marketplace, honing those skills, refining those skills, building relationship, getting to know people, they're getting to know you. And then they're going to start to request you to be all right, the plumber, the IT guy, the architect, or whatever it might be. Because why? You got skills that are needed. And another thing that I want to also say to young people, 15 or 40, who come out of our home, out of our community, you need to understand the concept of what? Delayed gratification. Say what, Larry? Delayed gratification. What are you trying to say, Larry? Real simple. In the last 30, 40 years, we have been bamboozled and hoodwinked on quick money. You know, rappers getting becoming millionaires at 18 or 19. Guys going into the NBA at 18 or 19 or 20. Being shot with millions of dollars. You know, they got nice homes now. Big cars, women all over the place. Okay. It gives you the impression, right, that you can circumvent the normal process of being successful by quick money. Because why? The term delayed gratification is not part of that world. It's not part of that world. The average person, and I, I'm average, right? I'm doing very well right now, but guess what I had to do? I had to go back and upgrade my skills. All right? Had to finish undergrad, then go to grad school, get in the marketplace, all right? Start to a, build a reputation on quality work. Applied to be a state provider, took time. Okay, once I, once I got certified as a state provider, right? Now I got to also now be, 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 be a relationship to get the, get the referrals. That takes time. So again, folks look at Osiris now, you say, oh boy, y'all doing well. But you don't see the journey that took from A to get to Z. Delayed gratification. So in a way, our society and even our celebrities has done the average black American male youth a disservice by giving you the impression that you can circumvent the normal process to be successful. That delayed gratification does not apply here. Because why? They are what? In the entertainment business. They can come in at 18, 19, even 20. If they're lucky, the lucky ones, get big contracts for millions of dollars, you know, not begrudging those guys and women, okay? Live fantastic Lavish lifestyle, you know, on jets, on yachts, a whole nine yards, you know. But that's the exception, baby. That's why I call fool's gold. Fool's gold. Because the vast majority of us, right, it's never going to happen for us like that. We got to do it the old-fashioned way. Identify a trade or skill or whatever. Take time to go get that knowledge, right, for that skill or that trade, Okay. Then get into the marketplace, the workplace, right? Build reputation, hone our skill, right? Refine our skill, become very proficient at our skill, all right? Build reputation, but folks gonna request us to do work because why you're good at what you do. And the money's gonna come because why? You have a specialized skill that what? Is in demand, it's needed. But in the last 30, 40 years, What's happening in the ghetto, in our community, it's what I call fool's gold. Celebrity, 
I call it celebrity-itis. Everybody want to be what? A celebrity, or entertainer, or a ball player. And the truth of the matter is, right, the white elite knows that 99.1% of you would never, ever, ever reach there. They know that. And so, again, why do we continue to follow this fool's pattern knowing that 99.1% of us would never, ever reach there? I'll tell you why. It's to give you false illusion, false hope that you too can be 50 Cent or Dr. Dre, okay, or Miss Gorilla, because she's a new rapper, or Cardi B, you know, or Denzel, okay, or Steve Harvey. And the fact of the matter, you can't. No, it ain't going to happen. And so our young people end up pursuing occupations that I call high-risk occupation. Why high, why high high risk? It's highly unlikely you will ever earn a dollar that says NBA or for or from MCA record. You know? And so we get involved in things that have virtually no return on value. They have no return. So you end up squandering your youth, pursuing bull crap. That's why I always tell young folks that I work with, even parents that I work with, right? There's one commodity that you don't get back. One commodity that you don't get back is time. Time is neutral. It's not for you, nor is it against you. It's just ticking. Time is ticking. If you don't use your time wisely, if you're not very methodical in your time, you know, pragmatic with your time, goal-oriented, time just ticking. And so you end up wasting time well, I know young folks, right, who are more goal-driven or more focused, right? They end up now, they're at the road now. They use, understood, delayed gratification. They went and got that technical skill, vocational skill, form education skill. They went to the marketplace, right, and made relationship. They also perfected their craft. They learned their craft. They're not very proficient at their craft. So now, it's payday time. Where on the other hand, many of our young folks, right, unfortunately, right, they choose not to pursue that type of path. That's why I call it fool's gold. And it comes back to, right, your associates, your peers. And so I caution young people, ages 15 to 40, be careful who you allow into your inner circle. Everybody ain't going. Most of the young men and women that you know, all right, like in my time, all right, good people, they're not good people, but they don't have the, the self-discipline, okay, and the vision to pursue something that's not immediate. If they can't see it tomorrow, they won't pursue it. And so, if you allow yourself to be part of a part of that of that group, all right, there's a pretty darn good chance I can tell you, right, that your tomorrow will not be very very productive. Because why? You can't do nothing. You can't do nothing. There's nothing that you do that America needs. There's nothing that you do that it, that is of value. Even cheap labor is no longer 
a commodity. Why? You got millions and millions of illegal, of illegal immigrants around here. Illegal, illegal immigrants. And they would take it far, far, far less than what you take, take a job for. So you're not even needed for that. No more black American, Ados. So when you allow yourself to be distracted by foolishness, getting involved with what I call foolish goals, foolish dreams, you know, that means your tomorrow is not going to be very, very, very productive. And see, you're already behind the eight ball. We are already behind the eight ball. I was too. When I left home, I mean, my parents were working parents. They had no money, had no wealth. Come on, they just locked out of wealth. There was no inheritance to give me, like, like, like there's none to give you. And so, if you go out here and squander your youth, right, on getting your groove on and not your skill on, you're foolish. I say again, if you go out here and squander your youth on getting your groove on and not your skill on, you're foolish. Because what it means, right, time is neutral. It's just ticking. You use your time to be foolish. She and he use their time, right, to, to pursue skills, all right, that are essential. They went out there, perfected those skills, right, built a name for themselves. Now it's harvest time. They're getting paid. And you look at them and say, Jesus, what did they do that I didn't do? They didn't squander, they did not squander their time with bad associates and bad choices. America's going to always be a society founded in, founded in white racism. It's going to always be that, period. White racism is about race. Supremacy is about race. It is what it is. So, so don't trip on that. You don't trip on that. But the system of capitalism, which is our business system, economic system, is based on capitalism. Capital chases what? Labor. To produce what? Goods and services. Goods and services. Is your, is your labor highly valued? Is your labor labor highly needed? And if so, you're going to be paid. Because why? In the production process, they need your labor, right, to A, to make that product, to sell for a profit, or to provide a service. But if your labor, right, is minimum or marginal or non-existent, who needs you? You're a liability out here in capitalism. And we don't need you anymore for cheap labor. Because why? Because all these immigrants, all illegal immigrants, by the millions, by the millions. So I don't need you for that now. So what option do you have? Vice and crime. Vice and crime. So I say to young folks today, I'm speaking to, ages 15 to 40. Be careful about who you call your associates and your peer set. A lot of young folks are not going to make it. Meaning that meaning that they're not going to achieve what they want to achieve. And for many, they have no idea where they're going. Many have no idea where they're going or, or how to get there. And so if you let them folks become your peers or your associates, what do they say? Birds of a feather flock together. Is this reason why they say that now? Birds of a feather flock together. So you end up on the same track they're on, going nowhere fast. And let me say this here, if all who want to do, you know, illegal stuff, smash and grab, 
carjacking, etc. In this society of white supremacy, they're going to lock you up during your prime 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You do something stupid at 19 or 20, 25, you might get 15, 20, 30 years. That go all your youth. All your youth is gone. What good are you coming out of that, of that cage called prison at 45 or 50 or 60? What good are you? You go in there, you know, early 20s, mid-20s or whatever, you know, smash and grab. You get 10 years, 15 years, carjacking the same way, you know, selling drugs same way. So all your youth is now gone. What good are you? I mean, seriously, what good are you? What can you do? And while they have you in there, they don't do nothing for you. They don't do nothing to you. They're not preparing you to come out here, right, and be more productive than what you went in there. So it's what I call a sucker's play all the way around. Crime is nothing but a sucker's play. Prison, in my, in my humble opinion, for suckers, for suckers. Period of that. You get nothing out of the deal. You get nothing out of that deal. But sit in a cage with other men. And for many of y'all, you get involved with what I call homosexual act because you're still young. Either somebody raping you or you, or, you, or you raping somebody else. Is that where you want to be at? Is that, what, is, that where you, is that where you want to be at? Come on now. So your peers... Your associates have a lot to do with where you end up. The choices you make have a lot to do with where you end up. White racism is going to always be here. It is the bedrock that America is built on, so don't worry about that. White supremacy is going to always be the construct. Don't worry about that. But the choices that you make, choices that you make, can determine whether you live a very comfortable life or you struggle to the day you die. I came from very humble beginnings. Yes, I did. But one thing that I was determined, I wouldn't stand down here. See, you might start out black and black and poor, poor and black, but you ain't got to stay down here. I was not going to stay down here. Because I realized that if I want to have a better life for me, my wife at the time, Deborah, my daughter, Caria, I had to go back and upgrade my skills. There was no ants about it. I had to. And that's what I went for the city of Boston after the time. Probably making about eight or nine dollars on the Boston School Police Force, you know. And then my daughter my daughter's born in ninety one. You know, looked at her and just said, Hey man, I'm not gonna make it. The kind of life that I projected out for her and myself and my wife, just marginal, mediocre. So if I wanted a better shot for them and for me, I had to go back and upgrade my skills, and so were you. And what also I had to do, I never had this problem. I didn't hang around folks who's in, you know, doing, you know, mischievous stuff, you know, stealing cars, selling drugs, you know, robbing people. Those are not my peers or not my associates. So I was not influenced by those kind of, kind of individuals. Now, I've been around those young men all my life and young ladies all my life, all right? But when the elites know that your schools suck, the community you live in, subpar, the home you come out of, right, subpar, 
They know that for many of you, for many of you, many of us, right? Own option you have, because why a man going to do something? Because he is by nature a provider. He is a provider. He's going to do something either legally or illegal to bring in money. So they already know that. They already know that many of you, right, have already been conditioned and set up, right, for either vice or crime. So the young man, I never hung with those kind of people to be lured or influenced by them. This is not my issue. You know, I have no record. I'm, I'm age 70 now. I've never been in no penitentiary or state, jail, whatever. Because why? The peers I had growing up, they were not into that. My friend, Ricky Johnson, Don Adam, Lawrence Townsend, we was, we was not into that kind of nonsense. So my peers never tried to lure me into being deviant or breaking laws or doing something stupid. So that's why I come to realize out here in the trenches, as I get to know a lot of young people, their families, right, a lot of the mishaps, miscues, come back to who you associate with, your peers. And the same thing with the relationship. You know, when I get to know a lot of these, these, these families, you know, the mothers and fathers, right, and they live in a, a marginal, you know, whole hump life, you ask them, well, what made you choose him or choose her? All spontaneous, all physical, all lust for the most part. In the club, he looking good, and looking good. You know, he's smiling, I'm smiling. We don't take time out to ask ourselves about where you're going, what's your dream, what's your ambition, who you staying with, where you're working, what does, what does your, your tomorrow look like? We just start becoming what? Intimate. And too often, right, now come children. And then... Two or three years later, you wake up, I don't like him. I don't like her. But now you got kids together. So you might depart or split from each other, but now you brought life into the world. Because why? There's no, there no forethought about character, integrity, dreams, ambition, goals, what you're working on, where you're going, what you want in life, where you see where you see stuff five years, 10 years, 10 years down the road. Not, not that dialogue. So folks end up getting stuck. And once stuck, many stay stuck. And so I'm saying to those who are age 15 to 40, do not squander your youth on crap, on bull crap. Because all time is a neutral, baby. Time is neutral. It's just ticking. It's not for you. It's not against you. And so if you don't use your time wisely, and you don't end up where you want in life by age 40, if you sit down, and look at where you came from, from age 15 to age 40, you'll see along the way with some bad, bad associates, some bad, bad peers, some bad, bad choices on your part. And so, you only got one life now. One life is all you have. Don't squander it. I'm, I'm going to take a little break here, and you're listening to WBC 102.9 FM. Again, listen to WB. CA 102.9 FM. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name of my program from the trenches, observation from the trenches. I speak about what I'm seeing out here, how to affect black Americans or ADOs as I identify as American, American descendants of slaves, and why we got to understand we need a new course of action. So I'm speaking about peers, associates. Be very discriminating as to who you allow to be in your inner circle. So I'm going to take a break. 
I'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. It's time for today's STEM tip. Okay, you know recycling is important. No one wants plastic in the ocean. Here's a cool way to repurpose a plastic bottle. Build an awesome terrarium. Cut a large plastic bottle in half and fill the base with sand, pebbles, potting soil, and your favorite plant. I chose an African violet. Put the top of the bottle over your base and place it in the sun. Your plant will grow sealed in its own ecosystem. Fun, right? Learn more at She Can STEM. A message from the Ad Council. If you are struggling to afford internet service for your household, there is a new government program that may be able to help. It's called the Affordable Connectivity Program, and it provides up to a $30 monthly discount to qualifying households. Find more information about the program, including if you qualify and how to enroll at FCC.gov ACP or call toll-free at 877-384-2575. That's 877-384-2575. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Is this tree good for climbing? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. That's nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady and the Ad Council. I'm back again. I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. And you're listening to WBCA 102.9 FM. Again, listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. Name our program from the trenches, baby. Observation from the trenches, from the trenches. Well, speak about things I've been seeing out here for the last two decades as a uh, in-home clinician, providing wraparound services for families. Get to see folks in their natural habitat, how how our people are living, and. As you probably are aware, most of our folks are not doing well, but they never did well in this country, to be, to be told. Most were never, ever comfortable to be told. It's called like it is. And so my topic today is about something that's real simple that you can have some, some control over. Your peers, your associates, your homies, those folks who you allow to get into your ear, folks that you try to emulate, Folks you might want to be like. But for many of those relationship, they're not really healthy. I'm really speaking to young folks ages 15 to 40. 15 to 40. Because when you exclude entertainers, athlete, most people, right, going to make their mark between 15 and 40. What do you mean, Larry? They start to think about what they're going to do in their later teens, you know, Going to college, maybe, vocation, technical, et cetera. Come out, you know, early, early 20, mid 20s, get into the marketplace. They start to refine those skills, right? They start to build relationships. 
They started to build a reputation. They started, they started, they started to become known at what they do well. And the word spread that this person is really good at what he or she does. And going into their 30s, right, they're out there in the marketplace working, building a reputation, finding those skills, getting name recognition, right? And the money started to roll in, you know, mid to late 30s, by the 40s, right? You're rolling. That skill set's now paying dividends. That's the normal track for us poor folks who come from no wealth with me, no inheritance. All right? That's the normal track. But we have been deceived and bamboozled and hoodwinked by entertainers, athletes, and rappers that you can circumvent that and be a multimillionaire by age 20. Mm-hmm. Just rolling in dough. And what they don't say to you, neighbor, they are the exception, not the rule. They are the exception. Yeah, the exception. The exception, not the rule. I'm the rule. It took me years to get here. Had to go back, upgrade my skills. While I was doing it, I was making this marginal job. You know, musical jobs. Worked two jobs, you know, to acquire those skills. Well, I had to go back to skill. Because why? I was married with a young baby. Had to bring money in. But I also had my eye on the future. I did not want to do this all my life. So I had to, A, upgrade my skill to position myself to do something better in the future. Takes time. That term, delay gratification. Remember that term, delay gratification. So you can't be gratified because why? You got no skills. Your skills are not there. A value. Because we have been, too many have been hoodwinked. But what's not entertainers that you can circumvent the process and become the exception. And for nine out of 10 or 99.9% of us, right, it never materializes. Never, ever materializes. So I'm saying to those 15 to 40, to you, don't squander your youth on bullcrap. Don't squander your youth going down a rabbit hole that got that's going, that's going nowhere. And many of the young folks that I work with in the last two decades out here, right, have squandered their youth on crap. And then when you do finally come yourself, you're in your 40s, right? You might be one or two kids, two or three kids. You might, you know, have developed a drinking problem, self-medicating problem. You know, your life suck. It doesn't look very, you know, promising. And so starting over at 40 is not impossible, right? If you're disciplined and go driven, it's not impossible. But for a lot of people, for most of our people we know, they lack what? Discipline. Discipline. So they live this ho-hum life, marginalized life all their life, till the day they die. And if you really would sit back and analyze how they ended up there, right? A lot would have to do with the peers and the social that they chose to embrace and try to emulate. So I'm saying to you, young people, 15 to 40, time is neutral. It just ticks. It's not for you, not against you. You only got so much time. Do what you're going to do. So if you squander your time on foolishness, on crap, you get crap. So be very discriminating 
who you call your friend, who you associate with. Everybody is not meant to be in your inner circle. For me to get here, although I've been there since 1963, as age 10, I'm age 70 now, I know a lot of people in the black community. But very few could get in my inner circle. Because where I wanted to go, they weren't going. What I wanted to do, or try to do, they were, they were not trying to do that. So, although I always, I always gave them respect, all right, and much love, but it was not on the same road I was trying to go. You cannot be intimidated or afraid to shun people who are not going where you're trying to go. You're not better than them. No. Where I want to go, you're not going. Where I want to go, you are not going. So, although I will always greet you with, with the respect, you know, as a black man, black woman, yes, I will. But as far as being my partner, somebody I'm cool with, no, we're not going to the same place. Do not be afraid to exercise your right as an individual. Do not be intimidated to exercise your right as an individual. Do not get caught up in what I call groupthink. Groupthink. I always find the group. Because for the most part, the group has no idea where it's going. The group has no idea how to get there. And you should never forfeit your right to be an individual, to make choices that's going to make your life better. So I had to make choices to lead some people that I grew up with, that I knew. When I decided to go back to school, you know, get my uh, degree and get my master's, I couldn't hang out in the club no more. I could not get into self-medicating no more. So that means I had to leave some people. And trust me, trust me, neighbor, trust me on this here. When you leave them, you come back, they'll still be there. They'll still be there. But you will be in a much better position. You know what I'm saying? You will be in a much better, better position, right, to make your life better. Why? You now got skills that you can build on, you can grow, you can also be what? Highly compensated for it. So don't be intimidated to lead people if they're not going where you're going. Because trust me, trust me, trust me, trust you. When you come back from acquiring those skills or getting a certificate, what it is you that you're trying to get, they'll still be there. They ain't going nowhere. They'll still be there. But your life will be in a better project projectory. You'll be better off for it. So don't be afraid to walk alone. Because it's easy to stay down here on the bottom now. It's easy to stay on the bottom. Because why? Folks are conditioned, they groom, right, to be okay down here on the bottom. But if your dreams and goals is for a better tomorrow, a different tomorrow, you must not be intimidated to lead people, including family members and very good friends, as I had to. I'm cool with them now, all right? But at that time, I had to a break away. Because you can't be studious in the club drinking. You can't be studious chasing women. You can't be studious by hanging out, hanging out all night. You can't be studious by trying to be quasi-criminal. You can't, you can't be studious. You can't, you can't be a student. You can't study your craft trying to be deviant. You got to be focused and grounded and determined to get off this bottom. Otherwise, right, 
you will stay where you are. And I really want to let people, the young folks know, ages 15 to 40, those are what I call critical years in your life. We start, you start getting some thought to where you're going, what it takes to get there, what kind of educational training you're going to need to really exploit that uh, dream or goal. And this I want to also add to those who have the courage to break away. You will meet people on that journey who also, like you, are in pursuit of something better. Don't think you won't meet people, because you will. You will meet people just like yourself, right, who decided on the bottom is not where they're going to stay. On the bottom is not good enough for them. Being marginal is not good enough for them. You will meet people also who have the same ambition and dream as you do. They're getting off this bottom. They realize it requires skills to do that. That's the term. That's why the term delayed gratification kicks in. Because why? Your payday gonna come in the near future. Once you got those skills, relationship built, all right, you have not perfected your craft. Now I've got to pay you what you do well that they need in the production process. So again, don't be afraid, neighbor, to walk by yourself. I had to leave some people. When you come back, they'll be there. Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. They will be there. They ain't going nowhere. They ain't going nowhere. Trust me on that. I do mean families and friends. They ain't going nowhere. They'll be there. But you will be in a much better position, right, to position yourself to earn top dollar for your labor and be the live where you want to live. Go where you want to go. Let your kids, right, do things that you couldn't do if you just down there, you know, on the bottom. It is what it is. It is what it is. Again, I'm your host, Larry Higginbottom. Name of the show, From the Trenches, Observation of the Trenches. Observation of the Trenches, baby. You've been listening to WBC 102.9. Again, WBCA 102.9 FM Radio. I come here every Wednesday from 6 to 7. Just to, just, just to share some thoughts, you know, something I'm seeing out here that needs to change. Because one thing I can tell you for sure, neighbor, no one's coming to save you. No one's coming to make it better for you or for me. In society found in capitalism, labor is supreme. What can you do? What can you do? If your labor is in high demand, you're going to be able to extract high dollar for that. I can't stress enough about that. If your neighbor, if your labor is marginal or minimal, and not giving all these immigrants who are illegal, they don't need you, baby. Nobody needs you. I can find somebody to do it for far, far cheaper than you. And also, we don't owe them anything. Because why? The wealth of America is not built on the, on that people's bodies, blood, sweat, and tears. So, I ain't got to worry about that with them. But if you want to be in demand, sought, sought after, you must acquire high-income skills, and you must be very particular about who you allow until you're in a circle to call your peers or your associates. Because many young folks I've seen have went astray because of the peers they chose to call friends. 
Many are incarcerated. Many lost their life. Many life, many of them, their life was diverted, altered, because of the peers that they chose to hang out with. Don't you be one of those. I had to make some choices too. And it hurts you when folks start to call you all kind of, you know, derogatory names, you know what I mean? Mama's boys, sissy, etc. It hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Yes, it does. But look at me now. Look at me now. They ain't saying that now to me. Okay? And the same thing's going to apply to you. If you understand, our country runs on skills. But to get those skills, you cannot squander your youth. Do not squander your youth on bullcrap. Wasting your time. Because you're 15 or 40, that is the time you got to be about getting some direction, getting discipline, and going for your dreams. It's doable and it's there. So I hope this here message is well received. I say that with love and respect to all. Everybody, everybody should not be your peers or your associate if they're not trying to go where you're trying to go. Keep it in mind. So again, until next Wednesday, I want to bid you farewell. You listen to WBCA 102.9 FM. I'm Larry Higginbottom. Name the show from the trenches. Until next Sunday, God bless you. The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass., 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617-708-3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.